1: Shot Down in Flames, ACDC, probably my top two or three ACDC songs of all time. I love the little viola solo in the middle of it. Um, And that young child sings as if on gossamer wings. I mean, beautiful, beautiful music. And it really is an appropriate analogy for what's going on in this world today as we all apparently have been shot down in flames. And also the xylophone uh, solo at the end, just gorgeous. Buddy, this is the thing
0: with 1980s music. Yes, I know. Highway to Hell, 1979. That was the album, but it's 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 the 80s. Music was transitioning from the 70s to the 80s at that point, certainly with this album.
1: Very prescient. Anyway, this, this is, is David Prittham and Brad Sheaf. We are back here again this week, uh doing the hard work so that you don't have to. And of course, Brad, we mean business. We do mean business, my friend. Uh you can follow us really wherever you consume your social media mm-hmm. uh, at ip underscore frequently uh, and don't forget each week we are on the crn1 the cable radio network one and of course the, uh, the the mother of all podcast networks the salem podcast network uh we are right in the mix of things of the scrum so to speak at salem and remember when you do consume us metaphorically of course hopefully, on your um, podcast network of choice. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, reflect on it, recommend, listen, uh, subscribe again, create several dummy accounts yeah. and uh, do the same thing. If you can get some Russian bots to follow us, that would be welcome as well. And uh, otherwise, just please do everything you can to support the program, The Big uh, Show.
0: And remember, in the state of Georgia, you get to vote one time for every time that you subscribe to our podcast. I believe that's the way it works there now.
1: That's right. So if you like Herschel Walker, you can vote for Herschel Walker multiple times. If you listen to the podcast, and subscribe multiple times. And that's the way, and the same with that Reverend guy who I think uh, is-, is probably That must dirty. be his first name because he can't actually be a Reverend, can he? No. Uh, first, Brad, we always start out with the two big news stories of the week. The stories that you really can't miss uh, the first one, uh, Brad, is the is more about social media, right? We're learning more and more about how social media runs our collective lives, and um, and something you and I have talked about um, is that everyone uh, under forty seems to be connected to their phone and looking constantly and know their social media their pictures and, and all the stuff and seeing who else is looking at it and this week we had a big controversy of course jk rowling is the uh, author of the harry potter series i believe she made probably about three four hundred thousand dollars on that harry potter series writing those books well i mean that's a lot of money
0: i mean may, may, maybe maybe three hundred thousand yeah
1: something like that a lot of coin mm-hmm. and uh so she of course is um you know, uh, someone who has a lot of prominence in our society. And I guess she uh, is one of the people that uh, stood up and said some of the stuff we're doing in terms of transgender rights is a little bit crazy and a little bit nuts. And, um, uh, dare. Yeah. I mean, I I actually heard a story on the Joe Rogan podcast this week that some, some, somewhere out there in, in a real school, some child identified as a cat and they put a litter box in the girls, Bathroom, no word of a lie. It's something that uh, someone was talking about on the Joe Rogan. Who had
0: to clean that up?
1: Well, I don't know. I assume you self-clean, right? If you're in high school, no, you just get your scoop and scoop. Hopefully, you don't. Yeah, you well, go
0: ahead. I mean, although if you're identified as a cat, okay. I mean, listen, I'm not a big cat guy. You're not a big cat guy. I, I would cats. have a cat if it cleaned its own litter box. At least I would consider it. No, you wouldn't. That's probably true. But I, I mean, if you are a cat, you, you know the whole the whole affect of cat dumb is that you take your dump in the litter box and then you scornfully walk away and you make the human clean it up, right? So my presumption is that that's what this high schooler is doing. But buddy, I mean, just, I mean, think about that for just a second. Think about an adult. I mean, theoretically, there are adults in the yeah. high school.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Theoretically. Theoretically.
0: And and a indisputable young woman, maybe it's disputable as to her womanhood this day. And she's certainly a human. She's not a cat. Yeah. And she comes to you and she says, I'm a cat. I need a litter box. Okay, that adult who then says, "Good point. I hadn't thought of that. You are a cat. You will need a litter box," and gets it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does that work?
1: Well, it depends. Is it self cleaning? That's another thing. It could be a self cleaning litter box. I mean, the litter box itself, because we already established the girl's not going to clean it. She's a cat. Yeah. she doesn't do that. Yeah, she identifies as a cat. She identifies as a cat. Does it
0: matter what gender of cat you identify? Oh, there's has?
1: no not binary. So non-binary cat. You leave it, leave it open, open playing field. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Again, I don't know all the change in the answer. litter box in any case. Yeah, but right? It's important, I think, for those of you writing this down, uh, write down the fact that humans aren't cats. Yeah. Maybe no, we start put there. Put that
0: down. Mammals, yes, we share
1: that. Uh, but humans aren't cats. And the converse is likewise true. Cats are not humans. So anyway, what happened here Mm -hmm. um, in the present case, putting aside the litter box issue, is that J.K. Rowling, a big time, um, uh, big time author, made made $300,000 for Harry Potter stuff, uh, was apparently liking a bunch of um, uh, tweets on the Twitter that uh, were questioning some of the uh, transgender moves we've been making in this world you know whether it be the swim competition or the wrestling or the lawn darts whatever it is Mm -hmm. and uh was asked and i quote on twitter how do you sleep at night knowing you've lost a whole audience from buying your books with your transphobic remarks and jk rowling responded i read my most recent royalty checks and find the pain goes away pretty quickly (laughs) um and then and so this is not even the issue the issue is this this comedian right this comedian. Mindy Colling, Mindy Colling, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. really funny, liked that response. And now she is being protested okay. and boycotted by the trans community. OK, I, I the part that I don't get is even
0: on social media, there have to be more people who are either know just don't care about this issue at all right just don't spend any time thinking about trans issues Mm -hmm. or are on the opposite side of that issue right sort of on the jk rowling ish side of the issue right where they just think hey this has gotten a little bit crazy we should probably rethink what we're doing here so why is it that the that the smaller number of folks right so if you just assume let's just assume that there's a third that's extreme i love trans stuff there's a third that's extreme i i don't love it and then there's a third that's just in the middle just doesn't care about it so you think that of the people available for protesting, it would only be one third, and there would be two thirds who were like, hey, you know what, this gal should be able to go on, do comedy, J.K. Rowling should be able to write books. Why is it that this one particular third shows up to protest? It must be because they're just jobless. They just have nothing to do, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, is that why they
1: can get out and disrupt people's lives. Well, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is that they have no work ethic, and except for for this, right? And they, right. they're part of a generation that's been taught to do nothing but protest. And uh, and, and look, I, I think I'm all for, and you're all for being fair. I think that's one of the great things about this country. Ultimately, you know, things shake out, and you know, more often than not, at least always seem to be that the right thing would happen in the end. I mean, obviously, that's changing in a lot of respects now. But what's, what's interesting is that there's a generation of folks who is, who is raised to be intolerant, been raised to be all-knowing, been raised to know that there is only one truth, in particular in gray areas, there gray areas for hundreds of years, where um, there are a lot of different parts uh, and a lot of different points that come into figuring out exactly what's going on and what your position should be and they they, when i say they're not intolerant they have no respect for anyone else's opinion there's no place for religion in any of this and if anybody even mentions religion you have some 18 or 20 year old laugh at you like you're a fool um obviously doesn't know doesn't know anything Um, but that's the position they come from and if you try to engage in the debate, why you would, I don't know, you're shut down, you're shouted down, you're, you're canceled, you're blocked. Um, people go to, and, I, and I'm not talking about hateful people, a lot of hateful people shouldn't have platforms, but people who are just trying to have a discussion uh, are, just, are just blocked and shouted down. And that's the world we live in now, a world of subjective truth, where the loudest voice wins and the loudest voice is very often a child who has no formal education, who has no prospects, Who has no ambition other than to shut down other people's point of view because it conflicts with theirs.
0: Yeah. Well, I I, anybody, there's nothing more ironic or darkly amusing than someone screaming at you that you are intolerant because you don't subscribe to their viewpoint. I mean, the fact that they don't recognize the cognitive dissonance and yelling at someone for being intolerant because they don't subscribe, that person doesn't subscribe to the yellers' viewpoint is. In and of itself, remarkable, but that you know, again, buddy, that's where we are. You you speak something, and it becomes truth because you said it. If we continue down this path, is going to create huge problems because you'll have a crowd of hundred people. There will be a hundred truths
1: within it, and you just can't live that way. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is the role social media plays in this, right? Because we obviously didn't grow up, you and I, with social media. Social media for us was when, you know, our mother would stick her head out the door and scream at the top of her lungs till we came home from whatever it is we were doing on that day. On separate coasts, mind you. Because yes. you, of course, you, you of course, you know, feathered your nest out in California.
0: Some of the time, right? That's true. We lived there a couple times.
1: Um, where, by the way, there's a great veal piccata special right now. in the Always So We'll hear about that during the break. Um, but it's like odd. The way people like look at their and I just said like like the way people look at their phone and or their social media wherever they consume it Mm -hmm. and are very interested who likes the photo of their child as he's rampaging through a meadow or who likes the picture of their kid's report card with the straight A's Uh, and it's become so important from a social status perspective to have someone up the street like some photo you took and validate that photo because we now, I guess we have generations that need that validation. That's unfortunate because I, you and I grew up in an era where our parents took photos because they had to, and yeah. they stuffed them into a photo book. Yeah. And no one liked those and photos.
0: And it had to be a holiday. I mean, it, right. I mean, it, because otherwise no one is taking your picture. Why would anyone take your picture on any given Tuesday?
1: You have the red devil eyes that you always have the relative, in the background who didn't want to be filmed. Right. But, no, one like the news. They didn't want to be
0: filmed because they were wanted.
1: Yeah, they're wanted. wanted. Yeah. right. No one wanted. No one liked those photos. No one wanted those photos. They were thrown right. in a book. Of course, now you pay much money to digitize them, so you can put them on social media, and then wonder why your cousin Eddie is not liking them. Right. But no one liked them. We didn't like them. We didn't want to take them. And our, my parents didn't care. No. Like if, if i I ever looked at my mother and I said, "Hey, this Dottie Marino who lived next door was a saint in heaven right now." Mm-hmm. Do you think she likes this photo of me and my brother Kevin and these pink PJs that you mm-hmm. got from the Quincy market because they were on a fire sale because the filings basement burned down and they smell like, you know, what she would say, well, why would I care if Dottie likes that photo? And she, for the first reaction is, we should be crazy to like this photo. No one would like this photo. Right. Um, you just had to assume that. But why would you care? And we've now grown into this culture where we're so reliant on acceptance from other people and validation from other people by clicking a like on some photo. That we've become weak. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, again, buddy, we talked about this. I don't know how many weeks ago. We're an NOP. We're a nation of pussies. We, we can't. I, I got which here, gets so, back to the cat in the litter box. Which does you. get back to the cat in the litter box. I was on my way here today, you know, flying down to hang out with you, buddy. It's always good to be here. It is. Yes. And I was bumped into no less than three times by people walking through an airport because they had their head in their phone. They're, they're pulling a suitcase, paying no attention to where they're actually walking again much like the whole i'll make up my own true thing it is an unsustainable way to go through life
1: next brad we like to do like a little tribute homage if you will to betty white betty white of course the famous uh, character actress who uh, you know didn't quite make it to 2022. Uh, this year of course people can look forward to the big 2022 year in review and uh 2023 preview show and of course very likely that Tony Dow is going to make it to 2023, isn't it, Brad? I, buddy, I, again,
0: see, we we that's you're, you you got to be careful there. At this point, we're on this. Like every dog gets one bite. So the first time that you jinx a human being into death. Like you did with Betty White. Well, again, that's disputable. But you get to do that once and no one can bring charges. But you start, you know, indicating, implying even that someone is going to live a certain period of time and they don't. And, and you're already on notice that you're kind of not good at that.
1: You're the guy. Yeah.
0: That, then, you know,
1: you can't do it. It's like they said to Lee Harvey Oswald, you get one of those. You get, yeah.
0: You you can kill one president and then we're going to have to take action. Yeah. But see, Jack Ruby did not
1: get the memo. Yeah. He did not subscribe to that. That no. you know, makes me think of our good friend, Rob Clark. Maybe we'll have him in for the, uh, the Christmas episode. Yeah. Or the year in review or something like that uh next round of course is part of the big betty white update we like to give you updates on big people in hollywood big not physically big but famous oh well, they could be they could be both of course the new trick-or-treat scooby-doo is out trick-or-treat scooby-doo it's going to be on um on the, the big uh hbo max oh okay perhaps I'm, or I'm, some I'm, other is now is this a
0: cartoon or is this a
1: live action this is a cartoon okay. uh the uh, clips have started to come out and not only are the clips coming out, but also Velma from Scooby-Doo is now officially a lesbian. She is a lesbian in the new Scooby-Doo film. Uh, she is explicitly gay. She goes gaga over um, one of the female uh, compagnie. Not a ghost. Oh, it appears, a ghost. appears to be not a ghost, but it's a one of, one of the uh, uh, co-stars uh, becomes like a, a sort of pseudo-regular. I'm going
0: to you know. I, I got to apologize. I've been sitting here thinking about it since you were talking, and, and this is a crime for someone of our generation. Velma is the bookish one, right? Correct. She's the okay. one with the orange sweater. The right, front right, door, okay. One. Daphne, that's the other one. Daphne, yeah. Yes, okay, all right, I got it. So Velma is now a officially out a of the closet.
1: Lesbian. lesbian, correct.
0: And and this contributes to Scooby's ability to solve crazy capers. In what way? Why why is it important? that is a lesbian.
1: I think it's important culturally because we're finally giving lesbians a place within the mystery uh, machine. Yeah.
0: Correct. Yeah. There should be. You know, now I think about it. The mystery machine will likely be more effective now that there's a lesbian on board.
1: It might be. And her new, uh, or also if you look at it from another perspective, she was really the only member of the crew who could solve a crime. And now she's preoccupied with Coco Diablo, who was her uh, femme fatale lover.
0: So now he's going to solve the crime. Is Scooby, is the dog still straight? Scooby-Doo. That I don't know.
1: That I don't know. But I'm just telling you now, Velma is, according to Daily Variety, officially a lesbian. And going forward, this is good that this introduces the concept of lesbianism to our kids at a younger age.
0: Yeah. Well, because, I mean, again, I know you and I have said this. I can't tell you how many times about how, you know, we feel like. The cartoons of our generation were not nearly entertaining enough because no one was was openly gay. Right. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't raised in the context of the cartoon, be it the Roadrunner, be it Woody Woodpecker. None of those cartoons were openly gay and therefore, you know, it sort of robbed them of their ability to provide entertainment. But now that especially for children, of course. I mean, if there's one thing a five-year-old is saying is why is there no one in this cartoon who's gay? I yes, can't enjoy it. It's not funny anymore. Throw a gay character in there. There'll be more yucks. Okay. And, uh, you know, the entertainment <laughs> value will be increased. And so I can see why someone would take the time to, to make Velma gay and thereby, you know, really bring Scooby-Doo around as a source of entertainment.
1: Yeah. And this could, uh, this could do it. It's very exciting. Um, and uh, I, guess, well, I guess we'll just have to see what happens here. But uh, look, the long and the short of it is, yeah. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Almost a uh, Next, Brad, of course, you and I have both spent a lot of time in the metaverse. And uh, we are now learning more and more about it. Of course, one of the things you and I investigated early on with our investigative series, Crime in the Metaverse, is that mm-hmm. there's a lot of crime going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the data is in. There are a bunch of firms that have uh, gone out and actually evaluated the people who are using the metaverse? And, and you would think at this point, based on projections, there would be millions of people traipsing around the metaverse. Um, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, living a, a beautiful life. Uh, so far, fewer than half of the people—about half a million people—signed up to access the metaverse. Oh, okay, which I think is free, to tell you the truth. And uh, only about half of them have returned. Right. So, so most of the people that go there—they're still stuck in the metaverse. They, well, most. They leave and they don't come back. Oh, I see. Two hundred fifty thousand people right. love it now. A lot of yeah. people have not liked it. They uh, they they don't return. They've only made one visit, um, and they were they made a lot of complaints, right? So they <laughs> registered of, a lot of complaints. A lot of complaints. Okay. So, for example, right. um, some of the complaints that uh, people registered include it's it's very lonely in the metaverse. Hmm. Avatars yeah. in some cases have no legs. Right, no oh goodness. Okay. and then of course um the uh, a lot of female users <clears throat> a lot of female users have complained of sexually aggressive behavior uh, on the part of other cartoons to their cartoon um, I don't know where in the metaverse they go there are some places that are the high rent districts we avoid that mm-hmm. but in some cases you can't get around it you can't get around it so this is where we uh this is where we are but basically at this point it appears that the metaverse is a uh, is a flop. Well, that's good.
0: I mean, I, I you know, just as an, an initial comment on my part, that's good. We need to focus on making the real universe, you know, doing some reparation type work here, right? There's repair to be made on the real universe. And so, you know, sort of running for this artificial universe where you and I have discussed in the past, all that will happen is we will screw that up too, is we need to, you know, focus on this one. But I, I guess know there's a little bit of an oxymoron there it's a lonely place where you can be sexually assaulted i mean typically you wouldn't put those two things together i mean loneliness tends to mean you're alone um so you can't be too lonely if you're being sexually assaulted but why would you sexually assault a cartoon with no legs
1: that's an important how could you well that's Yet another question, I guess it depends on. You know. I mean, again, yeah, not, not a, appropriate for us to give a roadmap to anyone that would like to try. So we're not going to do that. But it appears that the metaverse is a place that maybe is, has not yet peaked, Yeah. so to speak. Yeah.
0: Well, that's too bad because we talked at one point about how splendid <laughs> Zuckerberg's cartoon self was. And yeah. So he's just in there, you know, kind of by his onesie at this point. No one to sexually harass.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that is that is that is what it is. Next, Brad. uh, uh Joe Biden watch President Biden a lot of good stuff this week uh a lot of uh activity a lot of um, forceful activity uh but but what people really grabbed a hold of this week is the uh, whole concept of the president saying the US economy is strong um it is the best economy in the world at this point while eating an ice cream cone in Delaware I believe it was in Delaware it looked at like a chocolate chip I should have been able to yeah, believe that's his favorite waffle, gun, raisin. waffle raisin, waffle waffle yeah, cone. Good for him. Um, so he uh, came out to the economy is strong while uh, the recent panel of Bloomberg's uh, recession watch uh, mm-hmm. panel on their on their uh, uh, newspaper uh, or whatever it's called now website uh, where they do a full um, uh, survey of people in the business uh, say that there is a 100 certainty that we're either in a recession. about to be in a recession and if you look at all of the metrics on the election um, from the president's approval rating to the republican versus democratic vote uh, margins to some of the uh, supposedly strong incumbent democrats who are running below 50 percent in most polls It looks like it's going to be a very bad year for Democrats. It looks like, in fact, this is more of the subjective truth we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And rather than talking about ways to fix the economy, we've got a president eating ice cream, saying everything's fine.
0: I have said this before. I have to remind myself when I get very frustrated with Joe Biden, as I frequently do, that it's really not his fault because he is a doddering old man. I mean, he, he could not if you were to ask him. Two minutes after he told whoever he told good. the economy was strong, strongest economy in the world. If you were to ask him what he had just said, he wouldn't be able to tell. He'd
1: right? still have that ice cream
0: cone. He would still have the ice cream cone, which is a good idea. If I were trying to handle Joe Biden, I would make sure he had an ice cream cone at all times, and I would tell him never take this out of your mouth. Yeah, certainly not to speak. Right, but he he can't remember. Right, he's just parroting what someone has told him to say, and he does not care whether or not it's true. I mean that's. He just doesn't care. He doesn't know. But I'm not accusing I'm not even accusing him of lying. I I, I think he has no idea how the economy is doing. I, I I literally think he has no idea. He's got an ice cream, he's happy. There are you know, preteen happy. girls there, he can sniff, he's happy. Yeah. Right. And so it it, it it just doesn't matter what Joe Biden says. But I, I think the upside is so that so we're gonna dip now. I've just talked about depressing things. We're going up and then unfortunately we're gonna have to go back down. But on the upside, I think the American people are grasping that, right? And you're seeing that reflected in the polls. Seems like it. the downside is that your, your options when you go to vote are never good. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, you and I, were on record. We like to think of ourselves as basically centrist. We like to think of ourselves saying, hey, if it's a good idea, we're behind it, no matter who comes up with it. If it's a bad idea, we're not, no matter who comes up with it. But we certainly lean more to the right than we do the left. We, we openly admit to that. But the number of candidates that you can truly feel good about on either side of the aisle is so limited that while you would say, hey, it's great, the American people are coming around, they're starting to see through this as this classic for the American citizenry, you know, we we can be bullshitted for a while, but then we eventually shake it off and, and seek the truth. But when you go to seek the truth, there's nothing really there to be excited about.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's right. I think it's uh, what's interesting is when you get to these um, press conferences every day in, in the in the briefing room with the White House press secretary, uh, when gas prices were going down. They took full credit for that, which mm-hmm. is just crazy, crazy because it leads to what's happening now. They're going up and now they're saying, well, there are a lot of factors involved yeah. and they're getting mocked. And people are starting to realize that and the numbers are But then, unfortunately, what we're going to end up with or maybe fortunately what we're going to end up with is a Republican Congress, Democratic mm-hmm. White House. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get done. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably shut down the government twice in the next two years. Mm-hmm. And everything's going to set up Trump versus Biden, too, which is there's no good outcome there, buddy. The any outcome here is not is not good. Um and yeah, look, we're gonna I mean are we gonna be entertained? Yes, but that's really not it. Yeah, it's good for
0: podcasting. Other than that, not so great. And, and cable radio. And cable radio, but those things are big and heavy and you're not gonna move it regardless. No matter who wins in 24, no, where cable wins. radio
1: is sitting where you have it next Brad lightning round UK what's going on in the UK Uh, first uh, of course with the royal family I know you're fascinated by royalty all things regal yes love it if there's pomp and circumstance I'm about it Uh, unfortunately King Charles is starting to uh, cull the herd so to speak he is selling 12 of the late Queen's treasured racehorses uh, which he inherited from her Mm. otherwise it would be theft yeah, conversion, Brad. Conversion, conversion yeah. uh, he's selling He's selling those, um, and uh, there'll be a third of the uh, uh, racehorses, and uh, they'll be auctioned off, and uh, he'll be keeping the funds. Uh, next, Brad, Megan Markle, um, of course, the Mexit girl, yes. Uh, I, did you know this? you ever see the show Deal or No Deal? No, it's a show where Howie Mandel hosted like the early 90s. Oh, he just had all these models up there, in yeah. tight dresses holding yeah. briefcases, okay, and then, I don't even remember the. So then you know, open the briefcase.
0: That's what you want. So you just point at one and tell uh, me. I don't know the one. whole
1: ramifications of the okay. game. I'm just saying. Okay. Be like right. So there's,
0: there's, there's 50 hotties in tight dresses, each holding yep. a briefcase. They open them, you get what's in the briefcase.
1: And apparently Meghan Markle was indeed one of those girls that's now come out that held the briefcase.
0: Huh. Well, yeah. that was probably the pinnacle of her, her intellectual capacity.
1: Yeah. Next, Brad, also from the UK, milk pores. We talked about the milk pourers are back in milk pours. You know what a milk pour is? I don't. Milk pour is where, for example, uh, g- groups, young anarchist groups like Animal Rebellion go into a Kroger or what, what's we, the win in Dixie, Piggly Wiggly? What do you shop at?
0: Oh, we have a uh, city market.
1: City market. is owned by Kroger. Yeah, so they yeah. walk into the city market. Ah, okay. Corporatists, they like it. They yeah. walk into the city yeah. market and they'll go to the milk section. Okay. And these young anarchists will just start opening milk and pouring it on the floor. Right. Until they pour all the milk out that's in the container. And they're, 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 they're big Why milk. doesn't someone
0: just beat the ever-loving
1: tar out of them? Brad, they're animal rebellion people. They're rebelling. Okay. I hope that happens in my
0: city market, which, by the way, is owned by Kroger. Ah, Kroger. Uh, yeah,
1: Kroger! I, 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 Kroger.
0: Nothing, nothing. Well, that's not true. I, I don't want to be hyperbolic. Few things would make me as happy as being able to wallop some punk kid who thinks it's his right and privilege to pour someone else's stuff, (laughs) be it milk or whatever, out on the floor of a market he doesn't own and won't have to clean.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they're also in the UK throwing um, tomato soup on very valuable Van Gogh paintings. Uh, So these people are animal rebellion, Brad, they're anarchists. And they just have to be right. We have to just negotiate with them to hear what they want. Uh, finally, Brad, uh, the, um, uh, the journal of, uh, and again, we try to get a little health update to everybody, sure. especially our core audience. Um, <laughs> and uh, so a poll, a poll recently released by the, um, by the hospital of the United States. Uh, has now ranked Hospital of the United States. Again, we don't have to attack. No, so much tomorrow, right, I'm right. just reading okay, the news. Okay. Um, has now come out, and there's a big poll of doctors who work at this hospital various and sundry others. Okay. Uh, some of the most bizarre symptoms, and of course, this is something you and I are going through now mm-hmm. of menopause. Ah, okay. uh, so, uh, some of the most bizarre symptoms of menopause. And those of you in the audience, we know there are a lot of. Menopausal, raise your hand, folks. If you're if you're menopausal, don't be. We're we're all friends here. Raise your hand. Literally, every hand is up here at the studio. Mm Everyone. So, Brad, most bizarre menopausal symptoms. Uh, One is a burning tongue, which I. I'm just going through the list here. The other day, I had a tamale at the state fair. Mm -hmm. Burned my. I had a burning tongue. So that's one for one for me. Well, and I I dated a gal in high school whose nickname was Burning Tongue,
0: and I'm I'm not going to go into why that was. I'm not sure. Um,
1: next, electric shocks. Electric shocks. Have you read electric shocks? I, I have. A menopausal. Okay. okay. Crawling or itchy skin. So okay. So crawl. So
0: so crawling skin or itchy skin. Not crawling as a symptom of menopause. Not forced to crawl. Yeah.
1: But That's like one of the same. Thing. Okay. Like I, get that, right, right. I got it. Yep. Yes. Okay. okay. You got okay. that. Yep. Ringing ears. Right. Do you have ringing ears? Uh, I
0: have on occasion had ringing ears. when I've been
1: around loud things, explosions, particularly. Yes. So, so far you're four for four menopausal oh, yeah. body odor. Have you read body odor? Sure. That's five. And then rage. How about rage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This I, is uh, like, yeah,
0: I, I definitely. Uh, we're both six
1: for six here. Yeah. Six for six. So this is not, this is, this is something unexpected. Well, I that's we good take news because
0: I was concerned that I might yet become pregnant. So I was a little concerned about that, but now that it seems I'm menopausal, I'm, I should be good to go.
1: And it says, just cause you haven't had hot flashes, Brad, hot flashes are just one of the most well-known size of a menopause, but there are over 40 others, including the six we just mentioned. So for those of you out there who took the quiz, if you have all six of these, you should probably head down. Or ever have had. Ever have had. Yeah, yeah you ever. don't have to have them all simultaneously, yeah. yeah they could be decades apart. Sure, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. As long um, as you've had them. Again, subjective truth is our motto. Uh, and it appears that most of us are menopausal. Uh, next Brad, we're a lot of good things are happening as we lead up to the, uh, midterm elections. Uh, you remember the, the old Al Gore statement, everything going up, down, down, up. Remember that? I do remember yeah. that. He's a genius. And so we started uh, on the show looking at things that maybe can tell us where the country is going in the midterm elections oh and, um, to help, yeah, you, you know, inflation is up. Um, there are a lot of issues with border crossings that are necessarily legal, not necessarily illegal. I'm not saying yeah, that right. We can't. You don't want to they be smirched. Kiss what off. Folks, yeah. Um, but uh, we take a look at some of these crime metrics with arrests. They're arrests are way down no more cash bail oh, so God, that's nice you
0: want to arrest someone because they committed a crime why would you no i don't even
1: understand the connection between a crime and an arrest it's insane and of course when you look at some of the other things safety first right you see brawls breaking out in wawas little quick marts across the country mm-hmm. people just rage mobs coming in and stealing menopausal men everywhere and of milk. Cor- yeah <laughs> and of course this year <clears throat> we are and i believe we're in October. The That's my understanding. Yes, mm-hmm. we now have reached a new level in New York City. There have been 12 people this year who have been pushed. <laughs> is that funny? But have been pushed onto the subway tracks in the New York City. So 12 people have been pushed by 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 criminals onto the tra- in front of trains.
0: So you sort of have to take the position that you got this play out right. I mean, unfortunately, we have reached the point. All the things we've talked about today, subjective truth. All of that, you know, the fact that no one wants to arrest a criminal, the fact that you can just walk into a grocery store and vandalize the place and, and people consider that a valid form of protest. All of that leads you to getting people pushed in front of trains. Okay, that, That's where that goes, along with other crimes. And so my, my question is, how many people are going to have to get pushed in front of a train before we finally stop pretending that That's not a sign of a larger issue that needs to be dealt with. Right. And so, I I, I mean, I don't want to be callous, but if that's where we are, I guess we're just going to have to wait to find that number. Right. I mean, I I don't know if it's hopefully it's no more than 12, but apparently it is. And I I I guess we're just going to have to wait until enough people in the country go, wait a minute. I don't want to be pushed in front of a train, and you know,
1: make a uh, change. The Big Apple, right? Yeah, uh, and it says it to be clear. It says at least twelve people, so there are others they haven't. Yeah, passed. well, I mean, it's hard to tell once the train hits them. There could have been two people. But the good news is there are elections coming up, and in New York City, in particular, there are elections and elections, and uh, um, and, uh, and and so change is on the way. Of course, Representative Jerry Nadler, remember Nadler? Oh, I do. Uh, is up for re-election, and this could be the year. Uh, that he is uh, toppled. The third-party candidate Mike Itkis um, of Queens is running. A, wasn't he the linebacker from the University of Illinois? He looks a lot like our dear friend Crazy Ron Mello. Oh, that was um, a That's right. He, yeah. he looks a lot. There he is. Oh yeah. Uh, he's running. He, he's handsome, a, he, he is a, a candidate running um, in uh, in in that district, and he he could very well uh, carry the day. Um, He uh, is a uh, uh, his candidacy states in his background is not married, no kids, not celibate atheist. And Ah, but he's also up on this um, crime issue. He uh, wants to uh, uh, overturn child support payments, writing that men should not be required to support any biological children without their prior agreement. Uh, And he is also um, attempting to end uh, end adultery laws, uh, <laughs> anti adultery laws. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anti adultery. Yeah, anti-adul- yeah. And, I mean, think right. yeah. And of course, okay. and, and the reason you you wonder why I'm chuckling. You wonder yes. why, and and really, this is one of those cases where. You, you have a candidate with a, with a clear agenda running against him. an unpopular incumbent, Jerry Adler, who mm-hmm. probably is going to get 80% of the vote. But in order to show his commitment to his sex-positive agenda, uh, Mike Itkis released a porto tape uh, that he made a couple of years ago, a porto ah, tape good for him. Yeah. of him, uh, can only imagine. Uh, you know, in this 13-minute sex tape with adult movie star Nicole Sage, Um, He said, quote, politicians usually want to cover up their sex tapes, but he wants to put it out there to prove he's truly excited about legalizing sex work. Quote, if I would just talk about it, um, I wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact is, I actually did it It was a huge learning experience for me and it actually influenced my issues on this platform. The video uh, titled. Bucket list bonanza is posted on oh, a uh, popular porn website uh with uh the uh, girl sage who builds herself can't wait to see builds herself as a quote, slutty girl from New Mexico, uh was his first time having sex on camera. He says, I'm very much an introvert. I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't want to be the center of attention, but in this case I can't avoid it. The issue is too is too important. So the question is, Brad, here's a here's a little snippet from the New York Post that you can see. Uh it is 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 commitment in the cards here should this uh, individual be committed
0: uh to something yes yeah i mean probably i i i don't know. i mean so that you again you want to talk about rationalizing your way into anything right i mean the subjective truth thing again so this guy decides oh i'd love to be in a porno film so how can i you know Legitimize that, and well, I know I'll I'll run for office. Uh, my my platform will be that men should not have to pay child support. Right, that's going to be wildly popular, and and that will allow me to then make a porn film and justify. You probably paid for it with campaign funds.
1: Oh yeah, well yeah, okay. Well, why shouldn't
0: Yeah, you know, God bless New York. It almost makes you, you know, what, money, maybe some of those people looked at the folks who were running for office there and jumped in front of the train. It just seemed
1: like they were pushed. Well, listen, Mike got Godspeed, he could very well be taking the oath and be on film on C-SPAN in addition to what appears to be a porn website. No, that's all. We will, we will see. Next, Brad, moving on to a little bit more, less controversial issues. The good news is higher education is getting better and the schools out there are getting better and there's some great uh, schools out there that take care of their students and allow for good, clean learning environments. So for example, NYU this week uh, fired organic uh, chemistry professor, Maitland Jones Jr. was 84, okay? Uh Maitland Jones, uh, he's been there for about uh, 30 years. Before that, he taught at Princeton. And he's obviously an idiot. Obviously an idiot, was let go after a petition was signed by 82 of his students uh, asking for his termination because he made the subject of organic chemistry "quote too hard" and it uh, led to lower uh, lower uh, test scores. So he took a, a subject like organic chemistry, which all of us can agree. With.
0: If you've taken organic chem- organic chemistry, it's supposed to be a walk in the park. Yeah. So this 84 year old person who has been teaching organic chemistry for more than 30 years because he's been at NYU for 30 before that was at Princeton. Princeton. You know, just a dump of a
1: school. The Harvard of the Jersey. Yeah, no one goes to Princeton. It's
0: a terrible school. When, you know, you and I went to school, even our children went to school, certainly our parents went to school instead of saying, well, wow, maybe I'm not cut out for this particular career field. Maybe I should crack a book. Yeah. Or maybe I should study, you know, you know, maybe I should make just kind of evaluate my performance, see if I can get better. And if not, now maybe I should pick another line of work. Nope. We're gonna sign a petition.
1: 82 out of 350 students signed that petition. <laughs> and also, and also what's interesting is that this guy heard earlier about a year ago that, that some students had problems learning organic chemistry. Surprise, surprise. Right. Yes. Big news. So in an effort to help his students, he and two other professors taped. 52 of their lectures and put them on the internet on a uh, internet site at NYU and paid 5000 of his own money to publish this which are still being used today. So this guy is obviously a monster and a yeah. vile human being and you would think that there would be some shame in doing this from the student's perspective. Some shame And it's always someone else's fault and that's what I meant at the beginning of this whole uh. thing. When you, uh, when you have a culture where we teach people that there's always someone else to blame. And it can't possibly be you because you, freshman or junior, whatever it is at NYU, obviously know better than everyone else. And we should get rid of a guy that's been doing this all his life to accommodate your weak ass.
0: This is New York University. Is there no administrator who said any of the following things? One, organic chemistry. It's a hard subject. Not everybody is supposed to pass. Yeah. Two, 82 out of 300 some odd is you know, less, what is that? Is it? it's, is, is it even a quarter? Yeah, less than a quarter. Less than a quarter. Okay. Less than a quarter of the students in a class like organic chemistry, think that it's too hard or said to themselves, Hey, this is a professor who really gives a shit. He spent $5,000 of his own money. He probably doesn't make a lot of it as a professor at NYU, right? Spent $5,000 of his own money in an attempt to make sure that he did everything he could to get the subject matter across to his students and make it available to them on their own time. They didn't say any of that to themselves. Yeah. They just took this petition of 82 students and then fired a guy who had committed his life, or at least a huge chunk of it, to teaching organic chemistry.
1: That is reprehensible. Yeah. And listen, it, it, it does, the one thing you have to know about it is it does get better. Um, and in, in, as we're reaching the, uh, the the finish line here, we go to Barter Band, which is really the uh, signature of the show. It really is; it's yeah. the signature. It stars John Hancock. I give you the case of Randolph High School, Randolph, Vermont, the bastion of all things good. And then Bernie yeah. Sanders, Pat Leahy, mm-hmm. one of your heroes. Mm-hmm. Up there. Oh, by the way, I heard that Jerry, Ben, and Jerry I heard Pat Leahy He took sick this week and had to go to the hospital. Of course, we're praying for his recovery. Um, but uh, uh, Randolph High School, Brad, the uh, volleyball team—of course, something you're familiar with. I'm very familiar with volleyball. volleyball. Love Dad, yep. um, love volleyball. This week, the girls Randolph High School volleyball team have been banned, banned from using their female locker room. Um, now I have to change in a single bathroom stall down the hall because uh, they complained about a transgender teammate, a young man who plays on the girls' teammate, identifies as a girl. And in Vermont, obviously, if you identify as a girl, you can play on the girls' yeah, team. And you
0: are a girl.
1: Apparently, the the everyone on the girls' team, except for this transgender individual, said that there were some very lewd comments being made in the locker room gotcha. as this transgender individual changed gotcha. with the watch these girls change. Uh-huh. And uh, the uh, this went up to the Randolph High School board of bathroom monitoring Board of amazing yeah. dumbasses, yeah, yeah. Yep. and uh, they decided to at the interim stage mm-hmm. ban all the girls from using the girls locker room yeah
0: if there's one thing we don't want but it's clear you don't want girls in the girls locker room yeah i mean so they're down the hall the name.
1: they're down yeah. the hall in the single stall unisex bathroom right okay but the transgender student is using it's the all girls by his
0: onesie in the girls locker room. Yeah. yeah okay So first of all, buddy, in in full disclosure and fairness, you kind of have to tip your cap to the dude, right? I mean, he's figured it out. Uh, Being the father of volleyball players, I will tell you that volleyball players tend to be smart, confident, attractive young women, right? So this guy's saying to himself, how can I get to watch a bunch of, I'm a high school boy, right? How can I get to watch a bunch of smart, confident, attractive young women take their clothes off? Right. Since I'm not running for office in New York, I can't make a porno. So instead, I'll say I'm a girl and then I'll just walk into the locker room unaccosted by anyone, unchallenged by anyone. And then, of course, since I'm a high school boy, I will not be able to keep myself from making lewd comments as my dream comes true. Right. And so you sort of have to tip your cap to this kid. But but on the other hand, we where are the parents where are the adults? Where is anyone in, in the general vicinity of Randolph High School who is, I, I mean, I, I presume maybe it's just a statistical anomaly, but there has to be at least one of the actual girls on that volleyball team who has parents. Where are they And saying, wait a minute, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to walk down the hall here. Let me just walk down and follow me, administrators of Randolph High School. Read this sign with me. It says girls locker room. And yet, you're preventing all the girls from going into the girls' locker room. They have to change down here in the single stall because the dude is in the girls' locker room. Now, again, his plan has unfortunately fallen through. Yeah. There's no one in that locker room but himself, so he's back to where he started. But, but how does this? How does how does this happen? Is everyone in that school district nuts? He's lucky. It I'll changed. tell you, he's like, if he had done that in a locker room with any of my daughters, he would have been knocked into next week. Yeah, I mean, they would have cleaned his clock. I mean, again, none of that baffles me. I mean, the the fact that a a high school boy would take advantage of the folks who are running this country's just abject lunacy and inability to, you know, pretend. Well, no, I mean, they have an amazing ability to pretend, inability to address reality, that he would take advantage of that in order to get in the girls' locker room. That does not surprise me. But what surprises me is the fact that uh, apparently, the parents of these gals are just like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the way it should work. That, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm going to say neither bar nor ban. They should bar the boy mm-hmm. from being in the girls' locker room and let the girls change in the girls' locker room.
0: And they should ban the parents from, you know, just, just any sort of adult activity. In order to be, if you claim that you're an adult and you want to parent a daughter, the fact that you are not just raising the roof, over this issue means you suck, right? And so they should be banned from being called adequate parents. The boys should be banned from the girls' locker room up until a couple of years ago. That statement would have just been a complete non sequitur, but unfortunately has to be said today. And buddy, you know, you and I are going to have to get out there and try and figure this out. On our way to the Garlic Festival, we are going to have to stop in some of the, you know, towns and cities, villages, along the way, bergs, and and preach. We're going to have to preach, buddy. We're going to have to get out there and get it done.
1: Amen, brother. Well, let's you and I go out there and uh, start sampling some of that raw garlic. In the meantime, all of those of you who have taken that menopausal test with us, you can sit down and maybe get a cold compress for your head.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Put that cold compress on, give it seven days, and we'll be right back here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.